Eat Nation. Listen up because I need to tell you about Squad QL. Do you want an unfair advantage to be able to dominate your fantasy football league? Well, look no further and download Squad QL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and your rivals this year. Squad QL recommends the best starting lineup for you each and every week based on your starters, your bench players, your free agent pool. And if you want to know how Squad QL does that, what they do is connect directly with Yahoo, ESPN, CBS leagues, and they pull in your actual roster, your league scoring system, and they do it from there. Squad QL provides waiver and trade recommendations. Nobody's doing that. Plus, the app gives you player rankings each and every week, and it's based on your real league's settings. Squad QL is truly your go-to fantasy football app this season. So head on over to squadql.com, download SquadQL, which is your all-in-one fantasy football manager. SquadQL is brought to you by the same creators that brought you RotoQL, the daily leading fantasy lineup optimizer that's trusted by over 100,000 DFS players. You can also download RotoQL for free, both on Apple and Android. That's SquadQL and RotoQL to get yourself an unfair advantage. Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow. The conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, eat sleep fantasy. Uh-huh. Eat sleep fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Big Mama's House, a fantasy football podcast. My name is Christian Brito, and joining me tonight is Armando Crespo. What is up, Armando? What's up, what's up, what's up, guys? Armando from Jacksonville, Florida here, recording on Eat Sleep Jacksonville. Fantasy. What you doing in Jacksonville, man? Just escaping the hurricane that is probably going to demolish my house over the weekend. Hey, it so <laughs> I understand what you're going through because um, about a year ago, no, wait, exactly a year ago, Yep. Um, I was in Alabama. Mm-hmm. escaping from a hurricane yeah so man that sounds oddly familiar it kind of sucks right it kind of sucks the only difference is i uh i own my home so and i've been working on it for the past year yeah hardcore and it's all could go to shit and you live right by the coast right I'm 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 Wilmington, North Carolina. So if you watch the news and you see that little dot that says Wilmington, North Carolina they keep where saying Wilmington is what's going to be hit Oh I've yeah, heard, I've seen that like four times. I'm nervous for you. No, no, yeah, like we are in. Uh, we we've packed two cars up with everything we own and love, and we said goodbye to our home. Like, we, and you left your dogs behind. Nope, we is uh, Tinka, Tinka Tinka with you. Is Tinka got, still alive? Tinka's still alive. She dude, has, holy uh, crap! How old is that dog? Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> not for much longer. No. That's not a funny joke. I'm sorry. That's all right. She's here. <laughs> she's she's gonna survive the hurricane. Uh, and we brought four bunnies. <laughs> that shit could turn, man. That shit could turn. 
just for anybody that doesn't know, about I want to say like two years ago, our fantasy football uh, group chat was called uh, something about is Tinka still alive? <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, that was two years ago. Oh, man, She's she still going disease. strong. <laughs> she has what? She has heart disease now. I'm giving her medication. It's she's she's going she's going but i don't know man she's still like she's still ticking i don't know how she does it i took her on a four mile hike the other day no problem wow that's wow. impressive yeah I'm, I'm going through the same situation with my dog can't see out of one eye all jacked up is you this know. your great dane no the little one the great dane's still kind of a pup, puppy okay. he's two and he I'll still acts like a puppy well, well he'll start slowing down soon but he's still uh he's still going way too strong um, I want to mention real quick, Big Mama's House, man. You don't see movies like that anymore. Nope. You can't. Uh, you can't make those types of movies anymore. I, I'm trying to think of the last time we saw someone dress up and act, and then like an undercover type movie. I'm thinking the Robin Williams, Martin Lawrence. Who else? Who else has done that recently? Like I can't think of one since those two. Big Mama's House two. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, big. What is it? Was it wasn't Big Albert? What was the Eddie Murphy film with? Um, oh, uh, the Nutty the Professor. Clumps. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The Nutty Professor. Yeah. He, there was a couple of those. Meet the Clumps afterwards. Oh, those yeah. movies were. Oh, I guess Medea, but Medea, she he doesn't get oh, a costume. Look at that, Medea. Medea. All right. There you go, Medea. Oh. There you go. All right, man. We have. Um, we have quite a bit to uh, to get into, um, but actually, uh, I just want to let you know, this is shocking because I'm reading, I, I get so distracted while I record. The kids in that movie, one of the kids was Kat Dennings. Do you know who that is from uh, that show, Two Broke Girls, and she's been in a few movies. You know who that is? Yeah. Huge cans. Um, and then the other girl is Chloe Grace Moretz. Um, the girl from, where would you know her from? Kick-Ass? Do you remember the, yeah, 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 yeah. the girl from Kick-Ass? I, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. know what other movie she's been in, but she's, um, she's getting bigger. She's interesting. Th- those are the kids in that movie. Oh, if you want to talk about child stars, you know, kindergarten cop, you gotta be careful. What? <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, kindergarten cop. No man, I don't. Kindergarten cop. No. Kindergarten cop with um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I don't. I, the name didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. So one of that's my a cl- good movie. That's a funny movie. So do you know the little kid in that movie? Uh, no, I don't. There's one of the main little kids in the movie. His name is right. Dominic. If you watch the movie, he. he and his brother, they're twins. Just kind of like, you know how the Olsen twins would switch out between scenes and stuff? I, I, right. They're my, cli- they're my clients. I, I, I work with them. They okay. Work, they work in furniture now. I think that's crazy. Like, you know, child star, what, what are they doing now? Like, they're, they're, they work in the furniture industry. <laughs> Just, that's kind of crazy, man. I don't, I don't know why I told you that. It seemed relevant for a second, and then it... It might have been. Now it's not. All right. We got kind of an action-packed show. We're going to be giving you a little bit of news, some streamers, defense, quarterbacks, things that you can pick up for free and stream this week if you're kind of struggling and need to figure it out and don't necessarily know where to go at those positions. Um, And that's really, you know, kind of what we want to do. We'll preview Thursday night just a little bit, but 
mostly we want to focus on the news and the streamers. So let's let's dive right in, Namando, with the news. So the biggest piece of news, I think, is that Rodgers should play this week. Um, he is right. practicing. He did not have a tear. Um, it's just a sprain or just what a bruise, a bone bruise. So yeah. I think the projection is right now he is going to play. Um, yep. I'm guessing they're going to, you know, let it die out as long as possible. Or like, you know, let it string it along all season. But I think we're good to go with Rodgers if you have him. I picked up Tyrod Taylor this morning just in case, but the news came out that he should play this week. So that's uh, that's good news. Are you worried about him at all? Not really. It just seems like this type of injury, like where even even if it was something that would linger, it he could play through it and play through it fine, right? So even even if he wasn't a hundred percent, you could just shoot some painkillers in that bad boy, and you're good to go. Like he's gonna be fine, and he'll be playing. At close to 100%. Cool. All right. Number uh, two. Next piece of news is Leonard Fournette is likely to play this week. Same um, thing. I think, yeah, you, you roll him out there. Um, honestly, like last year, just for future reference, um, last year Leonard Fournette missed a game and everyone went out and started TJ Yeldon. I don't right. know if I, I – and then he did terrible. Remember that? I think you did that and you lost a week because you started TJ Yeldon. Do you remember yeah, that by chance? I do remember that. I, it was because I picked, I played him in daily. I think it's what I did, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I mm-hmm. honestly believe that I don't think TJ Yeldon, if Leonard Fournette is out a week, that he is going to be the go-to back. I think it's going to be a split care with Corey Grant and TJ Yeldon. And I don't think – I think they're both flex-worthy, but all the news out, everyone's saying, like, oh, you got to start TJ Yeldon, start TJ Yeldon. I don't think he's – startable as an RB1, RB2 if Leonard Fournette goes, um, is out. I don't disagree with you. I think he's a good flex play. I think that's exactly where you kind of slot him in. Um, I think Fournette is going to play, but hamstring injuries worry me for the running back position. There's a lot of cutting. There's a lot of quick bursts, and it worries me with a guy like Fournette, a hamstring injury. Um, those are the types of things that could linger, especially, I mean, if he, if he re-injures it, then it can be much worse, and this is the type of injury that you can very easily re-injure or aggravate. So um, I don't love playing Fournette this week, and I don't love playing any of the Jacksonville running backs. Um, The one piece on the Jacksonville Jaguars that I might trust in week two is probably just Keelan Cole, and that's it. Yeah, I mean, you have to play Fournette. He's playing the Patriots. They are terrible against the run. Obviously, you're going to play Fournette, but obviously, like, reduce your expectations against him. Like, they are going to limit him because he is injury. He's an injury risk. He gets injured a lot. And if they're going to win a championship, they need to have Fournette on the field come week, you know, 20 when they're playing for the Patriots again, you know? Okay. All right. Um, Fair enough. I think the next and last big piece of news is that Marlon Mack is back at practice. It's limited. But there is a chance now that he's going to play this week. I think that just further muddies the water. I think Marlon Mack is the guy to own. I don't know if Wilkins did enough for me to like roster him again like moving forward. Mm. I think Hines is usable in PPR because he caught so Wilkins many passes. Wilkins was disappointing, man. He was awful. Like, yeah, very disappointing. I mean, I, think that's, I, I don't think that's going to be different from Mack, though. I mean, he's not. The offensive line is horrible. Yeah, but the offense is good enough that there should be opportunities for, for scoring. My worry is Wilkins didn't look good, and Mac is small. He's not going to be the goal line guy. And the thing is, Hines is also small. So you kind of just wonder what's going to happen with this backfield. Is anybody really ever going to be valuable enough 
to start on a week-in, week-out basis, and now I don't feel great about anyone's prospects for that. The only way this is good is if they just phase out Hines and then right. Marlon Mack, you know, is used in the passing and is also used somewhat in the rushing. Right. Um, and then Wilkins is a goal line back. That, that might work out. You know, then Marlon Mack has more of an RB, a low in RB2 value. But right now, right. I, I don't feel comfortable starting either, any three of them. I agree. There was one piece of news here, Armando, that we have on our show list that I don't think you saw. Uh, Rex Burkhead has a concussion oh, right shit. now. Yeah. Um, and I love how you don't even like. I know that we can curse on this podcast, <laughs> but if we couldn't, like, you would be oblivious to it. Ah, <laughs> oh, motherfucker, I forgot it. <laughs> um, so Rex Burkhead has a concussion right now. We'll see what his status is for week two. Um, but the Patriots' backfield is kind of in shambles right now because you're you're unsure. Sonny Michelle is practicing in a limited capacity, which is exactly what happened in week one, but they're not going to roll Michelle out until he's ready. That's their, right. that's the guy that they invested a first round draft pick on. That's their guy, their running back that they want for the future. They're not going to roll him out if he's not ready. Jeremy Hill tore his ACL. And then the only other running back you have left is James White. Now, Armando, um, they might promote uh, this guy off the practice squad whose name escapes me. You mentioned that they just signed um, Kenyon Barner. Kenyon Barner. Um, if they deactivate Michelle again, like it's going to probably be a lot of James White this week. And that might be a guy that keep an eye out on what happens with Burkhead and what happens with Michelle because James White might be a very good play this weekend if if everything were to continue to not go great for the Patriots backfield. I mean, but James White isn't a running back. Is he not? I think he can hit. I mean, are we forgetting are we forgetting <laughs> the Super Bowl where he should have been the MVP but wasn't uh yeah, but he's not he's good. He's a pass. He can't he won't be able to carry the load all season. Uh, like this like throughout the entire game. I don't think they're I think they're going to focus more on the pass. So some more dink and dunk. It's going to be James White. I think he's great in PPR. I think you have to start him if you have him in all formats. If, you know, Kenyon Barner or, you know, if he's the only running back active, you have to start James White. But I wouldn't expect a lot of rushing opportunities for him. I imagine like 10 carries and then a bunch of dink and dunk. Okay. Um, I, I think that's possible. I mean, he's the type of guy, I mean, going back, if you remember the Super Bowl a uh, year and a half ago against the Falcons. He had 14 catches back in that game, if, if you remember that. Um, that's where he did a lot of his damage. Yeah. Um, so I agree. He could be very well that be his role. And so Let's see. It's just I, that's a guy I would pay attention to if yeah. uh, if uh, Burkhead stays in the concussion protocol and Michelle is not activated for a week two. Sorry, there was another piece of news before we move forward. Um, Jermaine Curse is practicing and looks like he's going to play. Um, I know he's kind of a nobody, but he was ahead of Quincy Inunua on the depth chart um, before he okay. missed last week. I think that kind of money's water a little bit. You know, who's going to be the guy? Um, it looks like they're going to just drop down Terrell Pryor. I think they can't move Quincy Inunua after that performance. I think they're just going to, you know, it's going to be those two guys. And I think Robbie Anderson gets a little bit of a slight down for me. Uh, he is a big play guy, so you know he doesn't have to be on the field to do a lot to be productive. You know, one play he gets a touchdown. Um, same thing with Kenny Stills, the same guys. Um, but 
you know, just to keep an eye on that, see how he performs and how that affects Kunsi and Nguyen moving forward. Man, I'm looking at, I can't get over every time I go to click on anything fantasy football related and I'm looking at the fantasy football leaders and Ryan Fitzpatrick is the leading scorer in all formats. <laughs> like, right. Like, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so distracting. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I agree with you. So um, I, I think I want to get straight into wait, 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 some wait, of wait. these. Wait, okay. wait, before. What? Did you guys already talk about um, Le'Veon Bell and what to do with James Conner at this point? I think that's kind of important. Like, I think. I mean, we, we have people. a little bit, but I think maybe the listeners would like to know your opinion as a person that um, I think you have exposure to both sides of this. So yeah. um, what are you doing? So let me tell you a story real quick. I was against drafting Le'Veon Bell. And we and Brito were doing a live draft in Dallas. And, you know, I thought I was sharing a team with Brito. I got the number one overall pick. So I went up to Brito. I was like, hey, who do you want to take right now? You know, I think we're sharing a team. He's like, let's take Le'Veon Bell. I was like, really? What if he misses time? He's like, he's not going to miss time. Just take him. I took Le'Veon Bell. Literally, I find out two picks later that we are not sharing a team and Brito is on the clock. And now I'm stuck with Le'Veon Bell. Uh, (laughs) On the positive side... Throughout the whole off season, I kept talking up James Conner, James Conner, and um, that it just so happened that our um, our post draft waivers opened up at a weird time because normally they open up on Wednesdays, but after the draft, draft is on Saturday. Post draft waivers open up on Monday. Now Monday was a holiday. I fucked up. I thought it was Sunday. I was like, I'm going to set my picks for tomorrow. And then I log in and I see Armando has picked up James Conner. I'm like, hold on. What is going on? And then I realized it's Monday. So on the plus side, man, you got James Conner in like all your leagues. And now yeah. you got that guy, not just in the league where you drafted Lev Bell, but everywhere else, including our league of record. Amen. Um, so yeah. talk a little bit about James Conner, uh, because right now this is the situation. Le'Ve- Le'Veon Bell will be back with the team at some point. By week 10. Yeah. Right? If he's not on the team by week 11, then he loses a year of eligibility towards free agency, and then he has to do all this all over again. He's not going to do that, obviously. Right. So he's going to report by week 10, but we're week two right now. So somewhere in the middle, he will report to the Steelers what his role will be once he comes back. Because if he waits till week 10, maybe he's not immediately the starter again. But if he reports in week three, then he probably is. So what's your opinion here, Armando? Because I think it's still going to be somewhere in the middle now. Now I don't feel as good. I think you're probably going to have James Conner for four or five weeks out there. Um, And then Lev Bell will be back in full swing. I don't think it's quite going to take the full 10, 11 weeks. But what do you think? All right, so first and foremost, if you own him in a keeper or dynasty league, I don't think he's tradable at the moment. Con- Connor or Bell? Uh, James Connor. Okay. So we're talking about James Connor right now. I don't think James Connor is tradable in a dynasty or keeper league because, as he showed, he is just as productive as Le'Veon Bell, and his value can only go up. Um, you're going to have to hold on to him next season. You're going to have an RB1. You know, I, Honestly, I don't know if I'll rank him top five but he has that potential he showed that already mm-hmm. um so i think you have to hold on to him you're not going to get value for him so you hold on to him in a keeper or dynasty league i mean i guess you radio options in, in depending on your format like i we're in a keeper league i have gordon i have james uh and i have um connor 
I don't know what to do. Do I hold on to James Conner and get as many wins as I can and wait till the offseason, see what I can do with James Conner and decide who I'm going to keep or do I trade him away? That's where I'm at. So, But honestly, in a normal format standard, I think the best bet is to get what you can for him now. Um, Adam Schefter tweeted that they're expecting him to come and start playing you know, after September. Um, so there's a good chance he's going to show up in October. So you have two or three games right. left with um, James Conner. So I think you can probably get squeeze a wide receiver two or RB two value out of him. Um, and I think that's what you should try and shoot for. Maybe get one more game out of him because you're kind of getting closer to the week. Right. Um, but I think here's the perfect, here's a perfect strategy. Figure out how much you want, how much you actually want for James Conner. Right. Even if that offer seems ridiculous to you, but put some feelers out there because there are people that will believe that James Conner will be the starter not only for 10 weeks, but the rest of the year, even when Lev Bell comes back. And while I don't agree that that's going to happen, it's not totally out of the realm of possibility either. Like it could, if, if Le'Veon Bell waits and doesn't report and it's week 11 and he finally reports, He's not going to automatically be no. put back as the starter at that point. No, he was right? especially awful. if James Conner has tearing it up. So it's within the realm of possibility that you could have James Conner for this. So put some feelers out there if you can get an RB one or you know a, a, a little bit less than that for James Conner. I think that's where you throw that out there. Um, and I mean, I guess I'm talking to you, Armando. You could you could put a plenty of feelers out there. Um, yeah. and see, cause there's, there's people that, that need help at running back. Like for me, exa- for example, <laughs> I might be a good trade target for you. Right. Cause yeah. I have Mark Ingram as my realistically my RB two, Right. And so I really don't have a good guy for four weeks anyways. Right. So even if I have the mindset, Connor will be playing for four weeks, six weeks. Um, that's perfect for me. Like that's what I need him for. So right. th- those are the type of people that maybe you can target and figure out what they're willing to give up. Um, and go from there. Right. James Conner, yeah, I, I feel like you need to decide how much a win is worth. James Conner is going to win you the week. I mean, you yep. got him for free or late in the draft. You're plugging him in as your – you're getting RB1 in a flex position right now. So he's going to win you the week every time you put him out there. Um, and right now I don't feel comfortable losing – I want to have James Conner on my roster this week, and maybe I'll move him next week. But right now he's – that valuable to me that it's worth not trading him away and holding on to him because Le'Veon Bell could come back and he's going to be bad. Like last last year when he came back week one, he only he had no time to practice. He came on the field. What he had like twenty yards the first game. Le'Veon Bell was partying in Miami this past weekend. Just yeah. throwing that out there. So I mean, I don't expect him to be very good don't when ask he comes me how back. I know that. <laughs> I don't expect him to be very good um, coming off the field. And I mean, someone who doesn't practice and isn't getting ready for games there's a chance of injury. So, I mean, maybe hold on to James Conner and see what happens. I mean, there's a lot of options to, to, that you can weigh out there. I mean, I honestly wouldn't trade James Conner at all unless I'm getting someone like Alex Collins, Lamar Miller, Jay Jai. Those are the guys I'm looking at if I'm looking to trade James Conner at all. If I'm looking for an art running back, is that the territory I'm thinking about? Yeah, I think you can do stuff like that. Um, and I think you could get some pretty good wide receivers out of him as well. Uh, it, you just have to find the right trade partner, be active, and and figure it out, um, and, and go from there. So let's talk a little bit about these quarterback streamers, Armando. Mm-hmm. Um, let's start with a guy who, I mean, I think this is your guy here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's transitioned from Dale's guy 
to your guy, and that's Tirad, the tool man, Taylor. Look, last week... <laughs> Jesus Christ! That was, that was intense. Look. <laughs> last week, Tyrod Taylor was not a good NFL quarterback, but he still put up top 12 numbers against a decent defense in bad weather. Right. This week, yeah. he's going against the Saints in a dome with Josh Gordon, you know, going to play all he's going to play all the snaps he's starting this week. The Saints looked atrocious last against week. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right. Just throwing that out there. Exactly. So I totally expect Tyrod Taylor to be a top 10 quarterback again, more with his arm this week than his legs than last week. Um and I think you need to roll him out there. If you have him and you have someone like if you're starting Andy Dalton or Joe Flacco, I think Tyrod Taylor is a way better option right now. Um I'd rather have him over Nick Foles. If you have like that conundrum where you have Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, I would rather have Tyrod Taylor right now. I mean, Tyrod Taylor went undrafted in most leagues. I'd okay, rather ha- let me give me let me give you an example. Okay, go, go a gut go. feeling example here. Yeah, you can pick up Tyrod Taylor, mm-hmm. or you can play Tom Brady against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars vaunted secondary. I will have Tyrod you- Taylor above Tom Brady this week. Okay, I'll give you. If you're willing to do that, if you're willing to make that gamble, I think you should. I am. Go ahead. Okay, let me give you one more. Um, I think this is a good one. Tyrod Taylor or Patrick Mahomes against Pittsburgh? You got to play Patrick. Um, Yeah. Just better weapons. He's a better quarterback. I mean, I'm just talking about, obviously, Tyrod Taylor is very widely available still. Right. um, And Patrick Mahomes, not as much. uh, But still, a guy that's available in more than half of your league, so... I mean, if you own Matthew Stafford, I'll roll him over St- Stafford in a heartbeat. Okay. Stafford at San Francisco, you still roll yeah. Tyrod over Stafford? Honestly, like you're going to hate After. Me for this. I think I, I'm going to have him above Russell Wilson this week against the Bears. Uh, I don't hate you for it. Um, Wilson is uh, steady Eddie for me, so I, I constantly will always rank him in the top five. And most more often than not, he'll be there. Um, but I don't hate you if you believe in Tyrod this week, especially after what Ryan Fitzpatrick just did. And I'm, I know we don't do DFS, but he's a great DFS option. So I agree. All right. All right. So I want to take a second here, Armando, to talk about my guy at the quarterback position as a streamer. We we have a couple of these guys. This is a guy that is pretty much available everywhere. And that's Ryan Tannehill. Okay. I love me some Ryan Tannehill. Ryan just Tannehill. As a person. Just as a person. Yeah. He's kind of dull as a person. His, his wife's hot. Oh, oh she's hot as fuck. Ryan <laughs> Tannehill. Dude, Ryan Tannehill. Okay? Uh-huh. When you type that into Google and it starts to auto-populate, yeah. underneath it is stats, house, wife. I think he probably has like a top five wife. Lauren in, Tannehill. And she they, they met in college. That's what's the crazy part, man. Sup, girl? Mm. You gotta say sup, girl. What's up, girl? Okay. I got a baby, too. Really? Yeah. Uh, She's about, she's probably top 10. She's hot. Yeah. Hottest sports wives. That's gonna be a poll. That's gonna be, that's gonna be our Mark Madness bracket for next year. And no, I did not mean March Madness. I mean Mark Madness. If you know anything about our show. <laughs> okay, let's get back into it. Ryan Tannehill is playing the Jets. Mm-hmm. The Jets 
have a last year. Let's not remember what happened last week, but last year they allowed the 31st, well, the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks, average fantasy points allowed, right? So they were 31st in the league. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill looked decent last week, even after two two plus hour rain delays, stood through for 236 and two. 71.5% completion rate. And I don't believe in the Jets' defense, right? We saw the report come out uh, on NFL.com and various other sites that the Detroit Lions were accidentally tipping off some of their plays and the Jets' defenders kind of knew what was happening. And read that article. It's a little crazy if, if you want to read that. I don't know how much of that is, is just getting in the team's head or how much is actually true. But um, I, I like Tannehill. I think he's going to be a solid option. He's not a guy that I'm, you know pounding in, in DFS in terms of like a tournament play or anything like that. But he's a guy that I could pick up and stream if I'm kind of stuck and don't know what to do. And I can feel comfortable with it, knowing that I'm going to get solid quarterback numbers for a week two. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. Um, I like him a lot this week. I probably go with him over Jared Goff going against Cardinals. I would probably go um, him over Stafford as well. I mean, I know a lot of people have Stafford as a starter this year, this week. I would probably just shy away from Stafford this week and you know stream someone else to see just to see how bad he's going to be this year. I'm going to give you two more, Armando. One I one I think you'll agree with. One I think you'll disagree with. Case Keenum against the Raiders. Keenum looked pretty good. I mean, I understand. <laughs> I understand he had three picks, uh, but he also had three touchdowns and 329 yards. Right. It seems like the offense. Wanted to pass quite a bit and and is still um, figuring out who they are, but felt comfortable giving the ball to Keenum, which was something that I wasn't sure they'd be willing to do, especially against the Seattle defense. Seattle defense isn't the defense of old, but the Raiders defense did not look that great. No Mac as we know now. And um, Denver's implied... uh, Total for points this week in Vegas is looking actually pretty decent. Keenum's available in 75% of your leagues. So three three quarters, not as much as Tannehill, um, not as much as Taylor, but widely available, a guy that you can pick up and should have a pretty good week. I don't disagree with that one. I like it. I mean, as right. an RB, as a QB2 for sure. Go ahead. You're going you're gonna to disagree with the next one, though. Mm. Who is I'm, it? I'm worried. I, I forgot who it was. It, yeah. Was it? Yeah. This is a streamer. You got to understand it's slow down on the list, okay? All right, all right. Joe Flacco? Well, tell me why. Convince me. I don't feel that convinced right now about it. It's Thursday night football, man. That's my that's my That's the thing against. though. It's Thursday night football week 2. It's not like they're all beat up and hurting already. It doesn't matter, man. It's about game planning. I mean, sure they had all preseason to plan for the first game. Now they only have like Four days to plan for the second game. Um, it is. Uh, go ahead, tell me why before I tell you why not. <laughs> I mean, the Bengals' pass defense is not that great. Andrew Luck just kind of lit them up, and Joe Flacco, in a rainy, pretty much only played half the game because he didn't really need to, put up three touchdowns and looked pretty good. I mean, I hate Flacco. Like as a person, human being, he's one of my least favorite players in the league. I just think it's a good matchup and a good, you know. A good situation for him. Thursday night does worry me a little bit, but I think you can stream him, get away with him for this week, and then drop him and never play him ever again. I think that Joe Flacco is going to have his best statistical season he's ever had this year. That's not hard to do. 
Right, I know. He's thrown still, over 4,000 yards one time in his career, which yeah, is I think, fucking nuts to say for a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. And he has a lot of wins, like just regular season wins. He has a shit ton. Um, but I I just shy away from quarterbacks, especially streaming quarterbacks that play on What is this? Every time I type in a quarterback to Google, like one of the first three auto-populates is their wife. Why do you guys keep caring about <laughs> players' wives? Hold on. Hold on. I'm just Googling Joe Flacco's wife real quick. Is she hot? Probably not. Maybe he's not married. Dana Grady. Who's Dana Grady? Whoa, he is way taller than her. Holy crap. I gotta look it up. Either way, what I'm saying is I shy away from quarterbacks on Thursday night football, especially against a defense that is somewhat comp- competent competent. <laughs> um so yeah, I'd rather even have any no, I wouldn't have any Dalton over this. I'd rather have Joe Flacco. Either way, She's, I wish, Oh my god, his head is huge. What's her name? Dana Grady. His head. His head. See? His Which the head on his shoulders, that one. That. <laughs> Dana Grady. She's cute. Uh, in the in the nineteen forties consensus. That's what came up first. Dana There's a bunch of like I have Joe Flacco after this. Dana Grady height? How tall is she? She Dana looks Grady. really small. Dana Jesus Grady God. height. And the I first thing that came up is ten athletes with tiny lovers. Okay. <laughs> Holy crap. Chris Bosch and his wife. That's a big difference. Joe Flacco and Dana Grady. There we go. He's got his hand on her pregnant belly. She's 1.55 meters. I got to convert that to our units. Can't do it. While he converts it, I she just want to say. Five feet. One five feet. Oh, my God. She's, she's, like, she, what's, she's five what's, foot one. Um, What is a midget height? There's a line. Midget. Nope. Let's not talk about midgets. That might be a PR problem. Okay, no, I'm, are funny though. Okay, um, the high, the tallest a little person can be is four ten, so she is two inches away from being a little person. She's five foot one, so three inches away. Three inches away. Three inches is significant. I agree, but you still, three inches to your penis, you've got a monster penis. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking Don't about ask me girth, how I know that. girth or um No, if you have if you had three inches to the girth of your penis, that's painful. <laughs> that's just not uh, happy for anybody. No. You probably couldn't even stroke that right. I need to no. stop talking. <laughs> I'm, right, I'm having a weird <laughs> We're having a weird If you're feeling here. uh if you're feeling lonely and just want to chat me up, just hit me up on uh Twitter at EatSleepFF. Hey, I need some company, guys. Just talk to me. And, and gals. Get, I didn't mean to you, just say guys. You can find him um, at Christian Brito on ChristianMingle.com as well. That was because um, your name's Christian. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't mess with Christian Mingle. That's almost what got Tristan single. Oh, no. What? Tell me about this. <laughs> what? Tristan. What? You don't know that song by Kanye West? No, I thought you were talking about our Tristan. Oh no, uh, Kanye, uh, Tristan uh, Thompson. Oh no, I don't he know. He cheated happened. on. Uh, is it Khloe Kardashian? Oh, he cheated. Kanye on Khloe West Kardashian. came out with a song that was like, "All these hoes on Christian Mingle, almost what got Tristan single." That's a good line. Like that is a good that. song. That is a good line. I don't remember what song that's from. It's from his new album. A lot of people probably didn't hear it because you automatically write off Kanye, but it's less quality than his old albums. But it was good enough. 
All right, before we move on to streaming defenses, I just want to throw this out. I think it's safe to roll out Joe Flack. Not Joe Flack. Oh, fuck. Um, what's this guy's name? Uh, Nick Foles. Uh, oh. He's going to have a bounce-back game against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is atrocious against the pass and defense and special teams. So I think it's safe to roll out Nick Foles if you have to, if you have Carson Wentz. I think Already Googling his wife. I don't think he's married. He has like that goofy face that he'll never be married. Tori Moore. Uh, she oh Tori Moore she's okay. She has a brother named Evan Moore, and he plays for the Browns. What? She's what a redhead. Yeah, she she's she's above average, definitely above average. I feel like you should be able to. Never mind. Yeah, don't 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 say what you're about to say. Um, let's move on to the defenses, streaming defenses of the week. He's a backup quarterback. Who wrote this article for us? Mike Cortez. You can follow him at GameFlow now. Are you going to pick it up, Brito? No. <laughs> All right, I don't so, like uh, the way you're doing your reading right now. It's bothering <laughs> me. What the fuck? You I'm sound like a be... fucking game show announcer. I'm just trying to be fun with it. If you want to come, if you want to listen to defenses to stream in week two, come on down to game flow now. Here are the top three defenses that will most likely surpass their projected point total in week two. First the- one that Mike <laughs> just cut just- you off. I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn it. Go ahead. Um, so the Bears, they are owned in only 39.8 leagues percent of leagues <laughs> dude this is a train wreck of a show <laughs> holy crap let's see what they're we need more like. practice with each other holy <laughs> crap let's keep going the bears 39.8 percent uh, owned average averagely owned khalil mack sunday night football seahawks Bad O line, no wide receivers, windy city. It's pretty good, right? That sums yeah. it up. Without Doug Baldwin, I think they're gonna. You know oh, what wait, I did? Wait, I read wait. all the all the bold words and I, I article. saw that. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what people do, anyways. They look at the bold words. Hmm. Bears defense. I'm gonna pick them up. I heard a stat the other day that Russell Wilson um, averages 16 points less. On the road. 16, what? 16.6 points less on the road. The team? Him as a, as a quarterback. I don't know if that was accurate, if the I fantasy? misheard it. That doesn't sound fantasy. accurate. I don't know. I'm just saying that he's not good on the road. He's not nearly as good on the road, and especially without Doug Baldwin and without Jimmy Graham. can't quote a stat and not know what the stat is. I'm just going to call you out on it now. Call me out. I bet Russell Wilson's going to be shitty as fuck this week. Okay, I didn't say that, but <laughs> I also am calling you out for not knowing the stat. Hold right. on one second. By the way, man, I'm so sad about the Saints defense. They lost me so many games. That was a tough that was <sighs> tough man. I think it's safe to say you shouldn't start them for a long time until they I really dropped get them already together. in every league. Yeah. Um so the next team while he looks up whatever he wants to look up is the New York Jets. They are going against the Miami Dolphins. They're only owned in one percent of leagues. Um I don't know how I feel about this one. I think it's a good option if there's no one available. The Dolphins aren't the most explosive team in the NFL, but they don't turn over the ball too much. Um, but they did score a shit ton of points against Matthew Stafford, so there's that. 
Um, so if you're looking for a high upside defense, I think the Jets are a good option. Yep. Okay, here's the stat. The Cleveland Browns at 0-0-1 started with their best start since 2004. That's that's interesting. It's a good stat. That means they haven't won an opening game since 2004. And they still haven't because they was got it, a tie in week one. Was it Derek Anderson that, uh, that I did that? I don't care. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. I just wanted to mock the Browns. All right. Um, I am not feeling this one that much. Um, I understand that Matthew Stafford did not look great in, uh, I'm sorry. I'm a, I understand that the Jets looked great against, uh, the, the, the Detroit Lions in week one. Um, and so I would worry a little bit about how great they might be in week two. Like I, I'm, I think the Jets are not as bad as people think they are. I think they have decent running backs, a decent O line. They don't have any receivers, and they don't have any flashy players. So right. when you don't have that flashiness, people automatically assume you're a bad team. I don't think the Jets are a bad football team. Um, and so I don't love this. Because I think what the Jets do well is exactly what the Dolphins don't do well, which is contain running backs, contain the middle of the field. Um, so uh, I can see this being a good game because there's not explosiveness on that Jets offense, and maybe you can limit some points. But you're kind of it's kind of gonna be a coin flip. The only reason I might stream the Dolphins is because they're widely available. Yeah, I feel comfortable streaming either defense. I think it's fine. Like, if you're desperate, um, they're going to be available, both of them. Okay. All right, let's talk about the last one. Dallas Cowboys against the New York Giants. The New York Giants offense did not look great in week one. Now, they were playing Jacksonville. So, how much of that is the New York Giants offense is bad? And how much of that is Jackson's defense is, you know, pretty good? I don't know, man. I I, th- I don't ha- I don't think the Giants' offense is bad at all. Okay. I mean, they have Saquon. We got to cut because I completely read this wrong. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I did yep. the same thing with the previous one. I thought it was the fucking. Yeah, you 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 were there, and then you flipped it on me. It was like at the end, I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> all right. What's the minute mark? Sixteen, eleven. Mm-hmm. All right. It's just 16 minutes. All right, so this last defense, the Giants defense against the Cowboys. Cowboys offense looks constipated. I used that word last night, and I'm going to use it again today in this podcast. It does not look like a good offense. Um, You can just assume that Des Bryant is actually feeling good as if he's the reason that the Cowboys offense does not look good as opposed to their offensive line not being what it should and could be if everybody was healthy. Um, and still there. So, <clears throat> Prescott didn't look good. Ezekiel Awful. Elliott looked eh. Um, offensive line is shambles. Like, that offensive line is really bad And, right now. Uh, you know, Giants defense didn't look too bad week one. It's not like the Jags boat raced them or anything. So, uh, I I believe this could be a good play. And it's a division game. Always see tough contests in those. So... I, I like this one quite a bit. Uh, this might be an option that I actually do 
in some of my leagues where I like to stream defenses quite a bit. Um, I just want to say one more defense that isn't on the list. Uh, the Houston Texans are widely available, and they're going against the, um, the Titans. And the Titans look like they were struggling like a motherfucker on offense last week against the Dolphins. I feel pretty comfortable starting them against uh, Mariota if he plays okay. uh, without a Delaney Walker. And Corey Davis just looks like a scrub. I hope he turns. I hope he becomes something. I put a lot of stock at him, but he did not look good out there. All right. The other end of that, uh, any comfort with the Titans against Houston? No, Deshaun Watson's going to fix his mechanics or whatever else is wrong with them. He's, they're going to be fine. Okay. And no comfort with the Saints, you said, right? No. Okay. No. All right. Good, man. Um, one more that I'm going to ask you here about defenses. If you have the Jaguars defense, obviously, typically, they're a top five, top three defense, but they're playing New England this week. Are you still rolling them out? Yeah, I think you got to. I mean, people that took the Jaguars drafted them three rounds too early, so I think you just got to roll them out. You invested that much in them, you have to roll them out. It's gonna you're gonna hate yourself for it because the Texans are gonna outscore them. But what are you gonna do? Okay, I mean, I think some people are willing to maybe drop one of their last bench spots, especially in in leagues with deeper rosters, to potentially pick up a different defense. So that's why I want to ask about teams like the Bears. Like the Ravens, uh, not the Ravens. Like the Bears, I, like the Texans, like the Broncos that you could potentially get, pick up, and play. I think this is. A, I'm not as scared of the Patriots this year as I typically am. I mean, they don't have a good running back right now with right. Sonny Michelle being out. You know, Jeremy Hill towards ACL. You know, Julian Edelman suspended, so they don't have a lot of wide receivers. They signed two, uh, what Corey Coleman and some other guy Fowler. Like, yeah. they're, they're a mess. You know, Gronk's gonna be Gronk. No idea okay. what they're doing with Hogan with one catch. Yeah, I mean they have guys. It's just not, they're not going to be explosive. Jalen Ramsey's there. Like I'm fine starting the Jets. I'm not scared. I'm not going to shy away from it. I'm starting the Jags if I have them. I'm not going to expect a 20 point game, but I also am not going to expect a minus five game. Gotcha. Perfect. All right, that's pretty much going to do it. Wrap it up for our show here. Um, if you want to reach us, you can do so at EatSleepFF. If you want to. Check out our DFS lineups. You can do so. You can subscribe to those on our website, eatsleepfantasy.com. We've got weekly lineups starting at $5, $50 for the whole season. If you want to sign up for those, they go all the way through to the Super Bowl. Um, join us for our FanDuel contest. You can click the link right there on our website as well. And as always, subscribe to Eat Nation. That's the big orange button in the middle of our page. Packages starting as low as $5 for the year. So go ahead and check that out. And please support us because we're kind of broke. So I feel oh, like I man. need to add that in there. Wait, don't we have ads to say? Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy. Football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Uh-huh. Eat Sleep Fantasy.